night at 10. It's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Well, the uh, winter storm advisory is uh, still on through this morning. However, I would say not as bad as I expected it to be this morning. I'm with you on that. I would say not as bad as I expected. Now, I will say it's way worse the further west you go. And my guess is towards Mountain Home possibly could be worse that way. Um, just because I travel in from South Nampa in the morning, and we had about an inch of snow on the ground in South Nampa, but as you get closer to Boise, the roadways are are just wet, and there's barely any snow in uh, Boise. And uh, it looks like here that the storm system has left the area. Was it snowing on your way in? Yeah, it was snowing in Nampa. Not bad, though, just like dusting? No, we had about an inch of snow in South Nampa. Okay, I and had here. There's just about, a dusting here. I had Boise. about an inch of snow on my car this morning when I went to brush it off. Brushed that snow off, got on the road, and you know, once I got out of my neighborhood, roads were pretty good. Yeah, and the only bad roads that I had were before you got to the freeway. So all the side roads were not great this morning um, coming out of Nampa. But once you got on the freeway, the uh, I, I think they had enough warning that Idaho Transportation Department did a really good job overnight because this was supposed to hit last night at 5 o'clock, and it didn't. Right. Um, so right. anybody was worried about the commute didn't have to deal with that, which was really nice. And uh, I think at least at our house it didn't start snowing until almost nine ten o'clock last night. Um, so if you are expecting, it did take about 10 extra minutes for me to get to work this morning. Um, and once again, I have about a 25-minute drive from South Nampa, and most of the bad roads, once again, were just the side roads, not not the main freeway. You also drive a two-wheel drive sleigh yeah. and decided to take it easy today. Yeah, so that's and I'm, good. And I'm not worried about my driving. It's the other freaking idiots who are on the road who, mm-hmm. you know, think, hey, I've got a four-wheel drive, so I can drive 80 miles an hour because it's four-wheel drive. Right. Wrong. I mean, exactly, yeah. I was going to say, don't say right. That's wrong. Wrong. Very wrong. <laughs> Uh, you might want to check, uh, if you happen to be traveling today, any one of the directions that head towards the uh, mountain areas. Yeah. Um, because they were expecting, you know, anywhere from five to over a foot of five inches to over a foot of snow. Yeah, I heard they got areas. about between six and eight inches up at Bogus uh, overnight. That's great. Good for snow uh, or, or good for uh, skiers and snowboarders. If you were looking to get up to the slopes this weekend, yeah, you're going to have a lot of fresh snow to deal with, and that's great. But again, if you're traveling in the, the higher elevations, if you're driving out towards McCall, uh, you know those roads Oregon, could be yeah south. You, you know. could see man. Just Oregon, check, check your road. How many times you have go. they closed I-84 between here and Oregon? I mean, between here and Washington, you mean? No, Oregon. I mean, they've been closing that road like crazy. Between here and Oregon? Not not between here and Oregon. Into Oregon, they Into have. Oregon, yeah, yes. Between, between the Oregon border and the Washington I'm trying Washington to think, what, where is a good place to identify as a spot where they have closed in front of and uh, between here and there? And usually, I'm not coming up with it. Usually after you get over the mountains, the Blue Mountains, um, then the, the roadways get pretty good. But anywhere between Ontario and in through Baker City on to, yeah. you know, 
It's um, been dicey over there. Yeah, LaGrange and then into the Blue Mountains. They've they've closed that already a couple times this winter, and they do every year because of you know slide offs. The roads get really slick. Sometimes you can't see. So. Yeah, that's a pass. I'm glad I don't have to travel very often. Just check your road reports. Before you head out today, because yeah, it'll be, be coming in. You you mentioned uh, Bogus Basin. Bogus Basin um, opened up the uh, backside for skiing yesterday. Mm-hmm. So pretty much the entire mountain is now open. And here's the other good news: night skiing begins tomorrow afternoon. So those of you who love night skiing, and I've talked to people who have you know skied lots of different places around the country for night skiing and said bogus basin is one of the best night skiing areas ski areas in the country that they have done so good news because that means that uh, bogus basin can now start making a little more money and here's the other good news not as many people go skiing at nighttime and uh, last year bogus basin expanded their night skiing to start at three o'clock in the afternoon so you get a little better chance of uh you know getting a chance to go when skiing is really really busy during the day because they're only allowing a no- limited number of people to go skiing. Mm-hmm. So coming up this morning, here we have an announcement coming up today. Big huge announcement. I find it funny because I've probably received over a dozen emails of people trying to guess what the big announcement is. Did anybody guess correctly yet? One person has guessed correctly. Not not the specifics, but they've given a general guess of what what it was. Everybody else is way off because when you, when people come are calling, oh, you're going to get such and such as a new show, or you're getting rid of this person, this show, and it it's like no, this is bigger than any of that. We we told you, I'm, I'm not kidding. This is a big, huge thing that is going to be happening. We will officially announce that today, coming up after news at the top of the eight o'clock hour. So definitely be listening in. And in addition to that big announcement, Rick, we're also going to give boy Santana tickets at uh, around that same time. So now, wait, it, did you confirm that you have the tickets? No, because I I heard that Nate was swiping those. Yeah, no, not letting him. Shelman didn't swipe them. Well, if he did, he has to pay for them because we announced yesterday we were oh. giving them away. Oh well. So yeah, he he, he can steal them all he wants, but I had already announced <laughs> on the air we were giving them away. So that means he would have to replace them. Yikes! He's got he's got new kids on the blocks tickets to give away. Crying out loud! He's still hanging tough. <laughs> anyway, we'll be doing that this morning. Our phone lines are open and they are working today. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. It went down for about fifteen minutes. Also on the way about eight thirty five this morning. Uh, the guy who has been in battled in a five six seven year fight over Christmas lights in Coeur d'Alene, Idaho. Um, just had a movie come out about that fight. It's called Twas the Fight Before Christmas. And uh, we're going to talk to him coming up here for you this morning at about 8.35. Get an update of what that fight is all about. Right now, it's time for our first check on sports this morning, brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Uh, today, definitely a soup day. And not only that, but you can get soup from the number one deli in Idaho, according to MSN. That's right. Number one in Idaho, right here in Meridian off Wells Avenue. They make some good stuff. That's all we're saying. All right, big story in the NFL today. After 13 games and less than a year into his tenure as the Jacksonville Jags head coach, Urban Meyer has been relieved of his duties. Raise your hand if you're shocked. Yeah, this happened overnight. ESPN NFL insider Adam Schefter broke the news and appeared on SportsCenter to discuss the developments. And that it was the final straw that caused the organization to act here basically there was a kicker 
for the team early in August that said Urban Meyer kicked him and said, hey, dumbass, something like that. Make your kicks already. And they had words. Anyway, it's basically Adam Schefter is saying the latest story is just the final straw here. Wait, wait. Are people saying bickering and all the speculation and all the criticism where he says we're going to find the leaks and we're going to fire the people who had the leaks? It was very Richard Nixonian. And I think that as Shad Khan saw the events of the weekend and processed and digested all the information and thought about it, when he got to the owners' meetings, he said, we're going to do what's best for this team. And I think he hadn't decided yet. And then we get another story that the Jaguars were informed about where he's accused of kicking Josh Lambeau, the former kicker, in practice and demeaning him with certain language. And I think ultimately when you're on the fence and trying to make a decision about a guy, I guess I'm making the inference here, Scott, that that perhaps pushed it over the edge. By the way, Shad Khan is the owner and had reason to fire for cause here, he says. And so while Urban Meyer still owed an awful lot of money on his contract, there's a good chance he won't get paid all that money because they're firing for cause right now. So let me get this Uh straight. Are, Are you saying that it's not okay for a head coach to kick your players? What? You know, what, we could talk about this a little bit more. What happened in this world where I, you can't kick your own players? Actually, I, I don't think that's what this was at all. I think this was probably some harmless teasing that was going on in an NFL environment. It's hard to stand up and be in Urban Meyer's corner right now, believe me. But have you seen what guys in the NFL go through and what happens in NFL locker rooms and the types of motivation that happens on sidelines? I think this is pretty um what's the right word for it i don't know that it's a fireable offense in this case when you're teasing your kicker who has missed his first three kicks Mm. like i say hard to be in urban meyer's corner right now but i don't think this is a fireable offense uh but looking at the entire body of work certainly isn't very good we can talk more about it though we're out of time kby news time is 618 Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 624-208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. I thought we would just give a quick update it's National Signing Day. Uh, yesterday, Boise State had a really uh, good day. Not as good as could have been. They lost one of their prospects, unfortunately, to Utah. And that was kind of the... Which the one fear. did they lose? Akana from Hawaii. And that that was a fair... When you sign two four-star linebackers, yeah. and you're a good linebacker, and you're coming from Hawaii, It's you can go, well, wait a minute, I have to compete against two four-star linebackers? Probably have a easier chance going someplace else. And, yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's not. true. Uh, Boise State also got some good news yesterday. They won't have to compete against one of the top quarterbacks in the Mountain West next year. Yeah, we heard that the uh, Nevada quarterback is uh, going to skip the bowl game and get himself NFL draft ready. I think he's a uh, first-round pick. Carson Strong? Yeah. Look, I I didn't think that the Wyoming quarterback, now starter for the Buffalo Bills, uh, is or was a good NFL prospect because of what we saw in college. Mm-hmm. 
And it turns out that he just had really crappy players around him. It was pretty good. So Carson Strong can sling it. He's got an arm. And that's, uh, that's what it takes. He does know how to get under center and hand off the football. Uh, they played a lot in that pistol as well as a four and five wideout sets. So I think he's NFL ready. I wouldn't draft him in the first round. I would take him in the second. Um, I would maybe, uh, if I could wait and get him a little later, I I would do that. I'm not sure that he's an NFL quarterback or not because I don't see anything about him that jumps off the page. Does he have the strongest arm? No. Does he have the best vision or the highest completion percentage or throw less interceptions? No. Has did he win games all by himself? And he has Maybe. weapons around him. He has two players that are probably going to be in the NFL that he was throwing to a tight end and a wide receiver are all entering the uh, draft. And matter of fact, the three of them have all been inter- uh, invited to play in the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, um, early next year. Uh, right. The biggest news that yesterday, and this is uh, I, this is going to be interesting to watch to see if this changes the landscape of recruiting. The number one rated player in all of NCAA football did not go to Alabama, did not go to Georgia, did not go to a Power Five school. Jackson State of Southwest Atlantic Conference picked up the number one recruit in the mm-hmm. nation from Florida State. Yeah, they, they flipped him after he had been Hunter uh, Travis Hunter had uh, verbally committed for the past two years, and yesterday, prime time, Dion flipped him from Florida State, his alma mater. Yeah. To come play for him at Jackson yeah. State, but you a know, non-power five. It, it doesn't make a lot of sense in some ways uh, because it's Jackson State, and he's not going to play against the best in college football. But then again, when the greatest corner in the last forty years comes to you and says, "I will be your personal trainer on how to play corner, and I will get you in the league," you look at that and say, "Well, okay, that's that's a pretty good teacher." Yeah, if I'm a corner. And I'm looking for a teacher. Prime is the guy I would go to. Hey, Randy Moss, one of the best uh, NFL wide receivers when he played. Played for Marshall. Uh huh. Didn't go to a, a you know didn't hurt, didn't hurt him at all. No, it's just he also had some just, problems in high school, and not as many schools wanted him. Yeah, you know, it's just he shocking. probably could have gone to West Virginia, but yeah, he wasn't going to Ohio State. There, there were no offers there. That was just shocking to see a num- the number one in the nation yeah. not go to a Power 5 yeah. school yesterday. Well, we got to talk more about Urban Meyer. We can do that a little later on if you want to. All right. That's all coming up. KBOI News Time, 627. Download the 670 KBOI app for your smartphone for free. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Phone lines are open if you would uh, like to be a part of the show. That's also a very good number to have locked into your speed dial this morning because we have Santana tickets coming up this morning between 8 and 8.30. We're going to do that Casper and Chris damn near impossible question with Santana tickets. March 26th, great concert, uh, also a great gift. If you want to give away a uh, great gift for Christmas, Paris Santana tickets would be it. Uh, we also bring that up because that gives you a second reason to be listening just after 8 o'clock this morning. Major news announcements for News Talk KBY. This is, is pretty big. If you'd like to take a guest, feel free. 
email mike at kboi.com just curious and we've gotten over a dozen emails over the past few days of people trying to guess what it was one person has guessed not all the details of it and i didn't tell them if they were right or wrong but one person has oh that's good because i was afraid you were like oh yeah you got it right no and then you know cat's out of the bag for everybody no i I wouldn't keep that myself I, i i did not tell the person whether they are right or wrong but if you'd like to take a guess. Want to take a jab at yeah, it? Feel cool. free. Go ahead and email us, Mike at kby dot com. Uh, also, reminder uh, for you: biscuit and hogs is our sweet deal tomorrow. This is coming up quickly. Um, this, uh, by the way, also another great idea for Christmas. If you are stuck with what to give, hard to buy for people, uh, sweet deals are fantastic. Uh, you will have to know though. The Biscuit and Hogs sweet deals that we have done in the past have all sold out in under five minutes. So you will need to be there at nine o'clock tomorrow morning. Kboi dot com keep that in mind you don't have to wait for friday for sweet deals that sweet deal you do um but we've got take a listen to this 12 months of unlimited classes idaho firearms 225 dollars. that's half price thousand dollars towards a wedding photo shoot there's only one available four hundred dollars but it's a thousand dollar value so if you have that's a wedding really good. that is wedding really good up, if you're getting married mm-hmm. or you know somebody who's getting married that would be an awesome gift if you have uh, somebody in your life who likes jewelry for Christmas, $1,000 gift certificate to Neil Allen Jewelry in uh, Nampa. There are only four of those available. I think there's only three. When I checked, there's only three left. $400 for $1,000 worth of jewelry. Uh, those are just a so- <laughs> couple of uh, examples. Jewelry. Jewelry. Um, we got Deja Brew, Whiskey River, uh, Negranti Creamery in Boise, all $50 gift certificates for I got some 25 of those. deals. Did you? Yeah, I bought some of those. I got the uh, last Deja Brew gift certificate last week. a boy. The last one. And I'm not going to say who it's for, but it is a uh, gift for Christmas. That's what I said. These yep. make great Christmas yep. gifts. So that's all I'm saying. Save you a little bit of money. Yep. Um, stock market, by the way, uh, after being down triple digits, end of the day after the announcement that the uh, Fed was going to increase Three times next year, I think, is what they said. They're going to increase uh, interest rates. Uh, We'll talk a little bit about that. Um, And now futures are up 200 uh, as of right now. Jeremiah Bates will uh, be with us to uh, talk about what's going on there coming up here in about 45 minutes, too. So once again, our phone line's open, 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. Let's get a check on what's going on with sports. Once again, I mean, Rick is chomping at the bit to talk a little bit more. And an NFL coach that was fired yesterday. This update, by the way, brought to you by that guy's Fresh Deli in Meridian. All I'm saying is that Urban Meyer was teasing his kicker about missing kicks. Didn't, you know, rear back and drop kick him in the leg. He came up and, you know, was gently teasing his kicker. And I know his kicker didn't say, hey, don't you ever do that again. (laughs) Especially when you're trying to make a roster, you know. So this whole thing has been a little blown out of proportion on its own merits. This particular altercation with his kicker is not a fireable offense. But when you are only have two wins and you're at the end of your first season and there have been one thing right after the next that just says you are not a very good NFL coach, of course they're going to fire you. Urban Meyer is not above being fired. But this is why great college coaches don't always want to go to the NFL. It's why Nick Saban, when he was with the Miami Dolphins and wasn't very successful, said, 
you know what? First chance I have to jump ship to a good program, I'm going to go. Now he gets paid more than most yeah. pro coaches. Urban Meyer, if he wants to coach somewhere else, will certainly get a job. I mean, look, Rick Petito has a job coaching right now. <laughs> if there's anybody in the history of college sports that maybe should have been bypassed for another job, it would be Rick Petino. Urban Meyer's not in that group, guys. He'll get another job if he wants one. Yeah, and hey, just don't expect it to be in the NFL ranks. We make jokes about, hey, he kicked his kicker. Well, first of all, you can't even touch a player in today's without getting ridiculed. See, here, but- there's part of the problem, Mike. <laughs> I mean, when you played ball and I played ball, if a coach grabbed you by the face mask and screamed at you, mm-hmm. that's okay. Yeah, you can't do that anymore. Yes, you can. Is well, the point? Well, you yes, can, you, but can you can do get it. fired for it. Coaches now. get ripped for doing it. Yeah. But it's a gladiator sport. Quit being snowflakes and let him coach football. I agree. Let guys be tough playing a gladiator sport. No, you can't do if that. If you're a kicker and your coach says, hey, make your blankety kicks, don't get upset. Rick, he my, was teasing you for crying out loud. very, very, you know, he's, yeah. he, he, he can't stand that There's kind of pressure. There's tennis for those dudes, okay? <laughs> There's tennis. You could go do that, you know? If you want to play a gladiator sport, you got to be a little tough, a little bit, Mike. That's my. I'm just. I'm I'm going to get get off my soapbox now. I just hate it when people bring football down a little bit. It's a gladiator sport. You got to be tough in order to play. What else do I need to say? Do you feel better? A little bit. All right. A little bit. Just checking. Thank you. (laughs) Gave you my news time is six forty eight. Day from 10 to 1, it's Dan Bongino. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Republicans are standing by former President Trump for a 2024 presidential run, while most Democrats want President Biden to run again, according to a new Politico Morning Consult poll. The poll found 60% of Democrats want Biden to run for re-election, while 69% of Republicans want Trump to take another shot at the presidency. A 2024 rematch does not seem that far out of reach, as Trump has teased a 2024 bid multiple times in the past few months. Do you want to see Donald J. Trump run for president again in 2024? You heard that uh, poll saying that uh, 60% of Republicans say so. Be a good idea to see Biden and Trump run against each other again in 2024. I don't know if it's a good idea or not. I think there are better options. I think number one. Who? Uh, Who Ron, else is I, uh, the better option? Ron DeSantos uh, right now, I would say, is way better option. You think he'll run? I think he's going to run. I don't know if it'll be in 2024, but my guess is yes in 2024. If it's not 2024, it will be some other time after that. But I really think that he will run in 2024. I don't know, to be honest. I think Trump's the candidate right now, and anybody else who thinks they can run against Trump in a primary is dreaming at best. I'm not confident that the Republican Party has anybody that they want to run up against Donald Trump right now. If if Donald Trump decides he wants to run, and I, I think he is, based on what we've seen and heard from him already in the last year, um, I think he will be the candidate. But 
One thought for you, Mike. Mm-hmm. Donald Trump, more than anything else, doesn't like to be known as a loser. If there's anything that shows that he may not win again against Joe Biden, I don't think he chances it and puts his name in there. That's Pro- just that's just me thinking out loud. The problem is that Joe Biden is such a horrible candidate for president that you know he may think, oh, I mean, I can be. I can beat Joe Biden. I should have beat him the first time. Um, the problem that you run into, of course, is former President Donald Trump is dealing with a lot of court problems as of right now. Yeah, but and I don't think that's going to subside before a presidential that's, election. That's what I mean. I think so it's just going to intensify. Are you are you going to want to be battling that and running for president and trying to say, well, yeah, you know, this was bad and I, you know, got in trouble from the courts, but yeah, you know, it doesn't make me not want to run for president. I don't know. If it weren't for the January 6th invasion of the Capitol, I think he'd have a much better chance. But I think that's going to stain and stick with him. Well, and that's not the only court case that he has going on now. No, too, I'm just yeah. saying I think that's the one that's going to make some Republicans say, I won't, I won't do that. I won't vote for that. If the, the gosh, I, I really don't want to see another joe biden presidency i'm just saying in in winnability between you and i and everybody else that i consider a friend i'm telling you right now if anything sticks to donald trump it'll be january 6th maybe it won't be the other court cases or harassment or other nonsense but january 6th i don't think he can run from i i think he would have a problem if he does you know by the court's Found, be found guilty of fraud and some of the things that they're investigating over some of his loans and stuff mm-hmm. that he's applied for that, you know, and, and the IRS investigating over, you know, some of that too. I, I just think he has so many legal problems right now, but, but you, I think you hit it right on the head. Joe Biden is such a horrible candidate that people are looking there going, we should be easily be able to beat Joe Biden. He's going to be 81 when he runs for president yeah. in the next election. It's going to be really, really hard for joe biden to run from that as well but <laughs> he shouldn't run from that you can break a hip but honestly if it's joe biden an incumbent president running against donald trump with all this other january 6 nonsense coming after him i don't know that trump can get away from that i think a lot of republicans and more than that independents will not vote for donald trump based on that information that's just that's just me. Yeah. I could be totally well, wrong. That's not me rooting for it, by the way. That's just me telling you what I think could happen. 208-336-3700. We'll talk more about this this morning if you'd like. You can also email us. Who do you think um, would be, make a good candidate in the uh, next uh, election? I, we're only three years away. Campaigning will start after the midterms next year. Even some people will start campaigning next year. Uh, Urban Meyer. Hillary. Oh, wait. Hillary, we're not even talking. No, don't don't even do that. Don't hey, you start gonna, with me, Mike. If Casper. you're going to bring up crappy, no, 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 presidential no. candidates, not letting you get there. Biden, Trump. Let's just throw Hillary in there too. No. Let's bring a bunch of retreads in running for president no. in the election. Um, oh, Mike, don't well, you? You're just trying to get people's blood pressure up. That's what you're doing. Thirty-seven hundred. Email us, Mike. At you KBY. said the com. magic word, and now everybody just went, Where's my phone? I'm going to call Casper. <laughs>
Let's get a check on what's going on with sports for you this morning. It's brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. Check out their menu before you head on out. Over 30 different sandwiches for you to choose from. Keep in mind, every sandwich can be turned into a wrap or a salad at Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian. As we told you, Boise State football did sign 22 players yesterday in the early signing period. 11 of them on defense, 10 on offense, and one specialist. And one guy who I'm kind of excited to see play. The Broncos signed quarterback Maddox Madsen out of American Forks High School in Utah. Over the last two seasons, he threw for over 7,000 yards and had 86 touchdown passes. Offensive coordinator Tim Plough is very excited to work with Madsen. Watch his film. His film was outstanding. And then obviously what people look at is, okay, this guy's a shorter guy. Are we going to be okay with that? Um, and then when he came up and got in our camp and we saw him operate, I don't think the ball hit the ground when he was up here. And then just how he interacted with the coaching staff. And, I mean, within two hours, the whole staff was like, this guy's awesome. Madsen is 5'10", 191 pounds, and is rated the 51st pocket passer by ESPN. Bob Beeler, 670 KBOI. By the way, it's a guy that can move in the pocket. At 5'10", a lot of people are concerned about his size because he's not your prototypical you know, 6'4", 6'5", with an arm that can just sling it 80 yards down the field. But he does throw from the pocket pretty well, and his ability to move and throw the football is pretty decent as well, uh, which, you know, matches up with his numbers that he put up in high school as a junior and senior. Pretty I'll mention uh, another quarterback who was only an inch taller that ended up being pretty good in college, Kellen Moore. Yeah, yep. you know, pretty good. And not only that, but he not anywhere close to as fast. Russell as Wilson is how tall? 5'10". That's right. Same size. KBOI News time. 716. Time for the Morning Market Report. Powered by CapEd Credit Union. Keeping you informed about your money before the market opens. Sponsored by Tree City Advisors. On News Talk, KBOI, Boise. 721, Jeremiah Bates with us this morning to talk about your money. Uh, the Dow, after being down triple digits yesterday, made a huge comeback, and it looks like we're going to uh, see more of that continuing today, up 171 points, about eight minutes ahead of the opening. And this all came after the Fed announced yesterday that uh, they're going to increase interest rates three times next year. So it looks like uh, people with money and are in charge of the money thought that's a good idea. Yeah, no, historically, the markets do not react that favorably uh, in response to interest rates increasing. So is the Santa rally here? It certainly looks like it. it. Looking at the future markets today and the market performance today, hey, Wall Street and markets embrace the statements made by the Fed yesterday. And basically, the announcement was they're going to end their quantitative easing, their bond purchasing, by March 2022. In addition to that, they indicated that they're, the likelihood of them raising interest rates three times pretty high in 2022. So the Fed is not necessarily trying to put an end to the economic growth. It's more of just, hey, let's take our foot off the gas pedal. We don't need to be going 100 in an 85 mile an hour zone. So now why why is there so much optimism in the market? Well, NASDAQ finished up over 2% today. And I think this is more of a fact that the market has a sense of certainty. Market likes certainty that does not like uncertainty. So there's been a lot of uncertainty as of as of uh, late when you're looking at the inflation numbers, when you're looking at the the Omicron variant, you know, all these things. 
So now that the market wanted to hear that the Fed is taking the inflation data seriously, they got that. They wanted to hear that they were going to uh, take their foot off the gas pedal. They got that. So in turn, it certainly boded well for the markets. And I think we see this rally going to the end of the year. I, 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 in my opinion, I don't see this slowing down because the the markets are working on some juice right now. Now going in the next year when these rate hikes actually uh, go into place. That's a different story, but largely the market's already priced in a couple rate hikes going in the next year, so we we might see this trend upward for the time being. So, question: What does this? I mean, obviously, the rate hikes mean it's it's going to we're going to be paying more for credit cards, car loans, mortgages. What do you see? Uh, like, for instance, mortgage interest rates headed to oh, possibly next year. Yeah, no, I mean those will go up. So to be clear, if you're looking at, you know, it's kind of a double, it's a double-edged sword with this because when it comes to lending and the cost of uh, access to capital, it's certainly going to go up, and that you're going to look at that on your credit card rates, your mortgage rates, um, really any type of lending. Now on the flip side, on your fixed on your fixed income sources like your CDs, your savings accounts, your bonds, and things like that, those will go up as well. However, these bumps are going to be marginal. I mean, we're talking about a quarter of percent, so it's not going to move the needle tremendously, but the needle will move. So if you want to uh, put some um, some uh, some urgency on getting that loan or that refinance, uh, yeah, that there, there's some urgency under there. But then on the flip side, hey, you'll get a little bit of more return on your CDs and your bank savings account. All right, Jeremiah Bates, once again, every day, Monday through Friday at the same time to talk about your Money Plus updates once the market opens throughout the morning, as a matter of fact, we're just about five minutes ahead of that, up 170 points on the Dow and the futures. We'll find out how it's going to look uh, coming up and get another update in an hour. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow morning. Thanks, gents. It's 670 KBOI on Alexa. First say, Alexa, enable the 670 KBOI skill. Then when you want to listen, say, Alexa, open 670 KBOI. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. by former President Trump for a 2024 presidential run, while most Democrats want President Biden to run again, according to a new Politico Morning Consult poll. The poll found 60% of Democrats want Biden to run for re-election, while 69% of Republicans want Trump to take another shot at the presidency. A 2024 rematch does not seem that far out of reach, as Trump has teased a 2024 bid multiple times in the past few months. 69% of people polled want Donald Trump to run again in 2024. 60 that's a, basically 70% of Republicans want to see Donald Trump run yeah, for president. The problem is what what's the other 30% want? Anybody else? <laughs> Anybody <know>. else? <laughs> but still that's a massive number. Um No, I I think that's a very telling number though, Mike. I mean consider if the other 30% won't vote for Donald Trump. If the other 30% won't vote for Donald Trump, that's a lot of people that are undecided or are sitting in the independent lane. I'm not sure you can win the presidency if only 70% of Republicans really want to vote for you. Only 60% want to see Biden run again. So you got 40% who won't vote, vote for him. Well, I don't think so. That means, about that, either. that means Trump would win right now based on that poll. Maybe. I, I just Maybe. what we do know is like it comes huge, down huge number. It does come down to individual states, though. 
And if you're able to swing a couple of states that you know are solid blue or solid red, if you're able to swing a couple of those, like Georgia, for instance, you see what happens to an election. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also uh, email, who do you want to see run? I know we're three years away, but you know the campaigning is going to start probably next year. Uh, hi, Mike and Rick. This is from Robin. Uh, says, I, I really hope he doesn't run. I couldn't stomach the Democrats going after him for sneezing the wrong way for the next four years. I'm hoping Ron DeSantis throws his hat in the ring. Merry Christmas. Uh, Jeff uh, writes in, I'd like to see Nikki Haley run. She was governor and uh, UN ambassador. She's run a state, has international experience. Yeah, she'd be a really good candidate. There's another good candidate, yeah. I'm not sure that she wants to run against Donald Trump. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. You can also email. Just curious, would you like to see Donald Trump? Are you one of those 69% of Republicans in that uh, poll that want to see Donald Trump run again in, in 2024? Um, or do you have somebody else that you think would be a, a better candidate? I mean, this isn't scientific or anything. Just curious about what you, the listener, uh, thinks this morning. Go ahead and uh, let us know. I got so, a better question for you than yes? that. If it's not Donald Trump, are you willing to vote for a Republican that's not Donald Trump? Depends so on, many people have so is. much love for Donald Trump that he's the party or I'm not a part of it. Right? Mm. Some people feel like that, Mike. Yeah, I don't think it's uh, very many people. I, I still think it's like, you know, I want, I'm want i going to vote. If Donald Trump doesn't run, it's like, well, I'm still going to revo- vote for a Republican. I'm definitely not going to vote for Biden. You know what I mean? Well, I get that. Yeah. I get that. I, st- I think they're still going to vote Republican, even if it's not Donald Trump. Some people Trump. said if it's not Donald Trump, I'm not voting. Isn't that incredible? That would be the dumbest thing yeah. you could do. Well, I agree. <laughs> I'm just saying that's a good question. I'd really like to know the answer to that question first. Let's get a uh, check on what's going on sports one more time this morning. Rick Worthington is brought to you by Fat Guys Fresh Deli and Meridian, voted the number one deli in Idaho by MSN. If you want to find out why, get in there today and try out lunch or dinner, and you'll see why at Fat Guys Fresh Deli off Wells Avenue in Meridian. Broncos have been needing more depth at the running back position, and I think they've got a guy here that can be very, very good. The Broncos heading to Texas to get their running back in this year's recruiting class. Ashton Genty is rated as the 27th best running back in this year's class. This season at Lone Star High School in Texas, he rushed for over 1,800 yards and had 41 receptions for another 800 yards. Running back coach Winston Venable says Genty is extremely versatile. Incredible instincts, incredible vision, uh, explosiveness. He's just a powerful guy. So he brings a lot to the table, Bob. I mean, you know, anywhere from his versatility as a wide receiver to a kick returner to a running back. I mean, the guy can do it all and very excited to get him in here. The Broncos got commitments from 18 high school seniors as well as from four transfers. And their class was ranked first in the Mountain West and 53rd nationally by 247 Sports. Bob Beeler, 670 KBOI. Uh, let's see. It's Thursday. Do we have Thursday night football on tonight? I don't think we do because we've got Saturday football this week. Damn it. What do you mean, damn it? I want football every night of the week. And now they just took away my Thursday night football. What am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to watch Law & Order with my wife. Oh. Spend time with your wife. I don't mind spending time with my wife, but on you know on football night you want to watch football. I want to watch football. Yeah, I think because we have (laughs) Saturday football this week because there's no college football. I think NFL rains Saturday and Sunday instead of Thursday night this week. I don't see a Thursday night schedule game. Seahawks got good news this week. They did. Yeah, 
Rams they haven't had, had good news for a while. Rams had to cancel practice yesterday because of the large amount of people who have been infected with COVID. You know what? I'm wrong. There is football on tonight. It's yes. a good game. It's Kansas City versus the Chargers. Oh, that's a really that's good tonight. game. That's tonight. Yeah, that's a good game. for the AFC West. So we can't watch football tonight. Yay, you have to spend you, time Rick. with your wife. Um, 70 players. Beef. Yeah, I wanted to see if you were going to cheer there for a second. Yeah, 70 players <laughs> oh, in the NFL kid. yesterday uh, announced that they are now of out, out, of, uh, out of practices or playing in games because of COVID. Uh, 11 players of the Rams. That's why it's good news because Seattle plays the Rams this week. And they had to cancel practice already, and they've got a large number of players out. So they can get, you know, five, six, seven of their starters out of the lineup like, you know, You're thinking Donald, maybe a win for Seattle. Maybe uh, Seattle can get their third win in a row. KBOI News Time is 747. And Shapiro this afternoon at 1. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. That's major announcement just about uh, 15, 16 minutes away from right now. Make sure that you are listening in. Even if you're headed to work and have to be inside work, make sure you're listening uh, either on your uh, app. You can do that. You can listen through uh, at KBOI.com if you would like, or, of course, you can listen on your radio. But in case you don't have a radio or aren't allowed to listen uh, to the radio at work, you can uh, lock that in. Google Play, um, also Amazon, Alexa, if you would like to listen in, that major announcement coming up. Also on the way, uh, uh, before 10 o'clock this morning, we'll have another pair of tickets to give away to go see the famous Idaho Potato Bowl coming up next week. Did you get, you got your tickets for Lou Holtz, didn't you? Yeah. I'm sorry, I forgot to turn my mic there. Yeah, Lou, I did. Lou I Holtz got a couple of tickets to see Lou Holtz. Tuesday, is that right? Uh, Monday. Monday, and then the Monday. game is Tuesday. And the game is Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so stick around. We have your chance to win those tickets coming up here sometime before 10 o'clock at 208-336-3700. Um, taking your emails, you can call us if you would like also about uh, if you think it's a good idea. that Are you uh, sure our phones work? President Trump, well, yeah, after yesterday, <laughs> uh, President Trump um, running for the re-election in 2022. You have some emails uh, in. Um, Kent writes in, Mike at KBY.com. I draft Mike Rowe. You know, that's not a bad idea. I like Mike I really Rowe. like Mike Rowe. I do. I, I really like that guy. I don't know if he has any interest in politics, but he has some good ideas. That's another dirty job. Uh, it is a dirty job, isn't it? <laughs> Helen uh, in Boise writes, I'd vote for DeSantis or Mike Pence. Trump was good at what he did as president, but he should keep his mouth shut about his personal views. Okay. Well, that's part of being a politician. You know, personal views are important. Yeah. Especially at the top of the food chain, you know. It doesn't mean quite as much when you're a state representative. But when you're the president of the United States, your personal views are very, very important. And I, I liked a lot of Trump's policies. Uh, not necessarily in love with the guy, though. That, that's me personally. Policies, great. And that's what you're voting for, you're supposed to vote for when you want, run for president, somebody that, you know, you like their policies. Uh, Fran and McCall writes, I'm a registered Republican, and I wasn't polled. Maybe the polls are not complete. Well, Fran... Here was your chance to email us. We specifically asked, would you vote if Trump ran again in 2024? Or do you see a better candidate? Share that. There, here was your chance to be a part of a poll, and you didn't even tell us who you would like to see running in 2024. So, Fran, <laughs> if you're listening right now on the call, email us back. Let us know what the weather is like up there, because I'm kind of curious. Yeah. And uh, you tell going us. there this weekend? No. 
Um, tell us who who would you like to see? Would you like to see Trump run again in twenty twenty four? This is this is our KBOI unscientific poll this morning. So you're a part of this poll. If it's not Trump, who would you like to see run for the twenty twenty four election as a registered Republican? Go ahead and email us back, Fran Mike at KBOI dot com. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll talk more about this. Still on the way here for you in about 45 minutes. Um, an update on a story that we did uh, two years ago about uh, a man in Coeur d'Alene who loves Christmas and is no longer allowed to celebrate Christmas by putting up Christmas lights on his property because he was sued and the uh, judge overturned a jury case and said, you're no longer allowed to put up Christmas lights on your property. We're going to get an update. There's a new movie out on Apple about it. It's called Twas the Fight Before Christmas. I had a chance to watch it this weekend. Um, We're going to talk to this man coming up here at about 8.35 this morning. Also, a little bit later this morning, Kroger has announced they are going to remove COVID-19 benefits for unvaccinated employees. Kroger, one of the biggest employers in the nation. We'll talk a little bit about this. Is this going to be the new future? Get your thoughts on that all coming up here this morning on KBOI. Listen to KBOI online. Go to KBOI.com and click the Listen Live button. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Chris Walton off this week. Rick Worthington here and also in the studio with us, Nate Shellman. Wow. Nate, this is, this is probably the closest you'll ever come to having a baby. How do you feel this morning? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I about shot cider out. Stop that! Oh wow, that was close. See, the thing is, is when announcements like this happen, there are people that record this, and now forever, I, Mr. Worthington, I am proud to announce. I am proud to. And, and Nathaniel, I, I, I don't know if you know your radio history at all. Once upon a time, I mean, once upon a time, there were there were some fantastic DJs, and some eh, some other ones. Easy. <laughs> Captain Mike is returning to 93.1. Oh, Captain, my captain. Listen, it's so weird how this has come full circle. I'm working in the same building. Uh huh. And now 93.1, which is, uh, used to be Magic 93.1. What years were those? 1992. I flipped formats from Adult Contemporary on Magic 93.1 mm-hmm. to Top 40. And worked there for the next 12 years. Nathaniel, where were you in 92? Not even a twinkle in my mind. <laughs> yeah, right. I was nice. so not even that's, here. That's a heck of a career. And now I'm going to be working. Look how far same, you've come. Same, I know. Look at it. <laughs> we don't it's really have awesome. to call him Captain Mike, though, do we? No, I lost my commission. I Yeah, okay. yeah I lost my commission, Whew. unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> no, this, is, this has been, uh, by the way, uh, a lot of people have worked... Uh, diligently to make this happen, and I I can't thank our general manager Don Morin. First time I've said his name on air in fourteen years of being here. Really? Yes. Usually I call him the uh, the, the various the number office. of names in the corner office. <laughs> um, but I'd like to thank him, Travis Owens, engineer. Thank you so much. Um. And and to the guys who are but and by the way for for those of you that don't know if you if you should um ninety three point one FM right now is KTIK all right they are changing frequencies they're going to ninety five point three okay so Moving they're not up the dial yeah they're they're not going anywhere 
All right, ball game, Prater, they're sticking around. All right, JP, we, we, we had to keep them. All right, however, with this change, this means that all programs, <clears throat> most programs will be simulcast on 670 and 93.1. But? Well, when there is a basketball game, men's or women's, women's basketball, home of the Broncos, will be on 670 KBOI. Regular programming will be on 93.1 FM. Now, that doesn't mean a whole lot to you guys in the morning. I'm going to make Mike jealous. Watch his face. Just, <laughs> just watch his face. Just watch his face. When there's an early tip-off, I have to run to the corner studio to continue regular programming, which might be my show. My show will be the first one heard on 93.1 FM exclusively. Want me to queue up some records for you? <laughs> we'll take requests. Um, actually, you know, with because I, I, I know the work that you've done on this also. Um, you deserve to be the first person heard exclusively on that station when that does happen. It's uh, it, it's 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 really, and by the way, nothing changes. I mean, the website's still the same, kboi.com. Uh, our Twitter handle will probably change. To at six uh, to sorry at KBOI. Mm-hmm. All right, that's the uh, that's the biggest change. Which by the way, if you're already friends with us on Twitter, uh, nothing changes for you. It's it's already carried over. Um, we're working on the Alexa skills on uh, what the easiest ways are to for people to toggle between the two on Alexa or on Google Play. Uh, the iPhone uh, the the app doesn't change. You'll just have an extra toggle already added to your app that allows you to listen in between. And for those of you in Mountain Home, when the sun goes down, where did, where did KBOI go? Where did 670 go? You'll be able to hear us on 93.1 FM. I will say, because for the last few days we've had people emailing, trying to make a prediction on what the big announcement was. Not exactly a government secret. No, uh, but some of the uh, people emailing, mm-hmm. it, it, I, we got a couple of emails that they thought we were bringing Rush Limbaugh back. And I just want to say oh. to those of you, if we could bring Rush Limbaugh back... Wow. From the dead, because for those of you, you know, maybe you don't realize Rush Limbaugh did pass away. Mm-hmm. Um, we can't bring Rush Limbaugh back from the dead. That would be superhuman. It would, yeah. And, and that would be a major announcement. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would report that news. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, no, right, we did not bring Rush Limbaugh back from the dead, but that would have been great if we, you know, had that kind of power. And this will be a return to KBOI on the FM dial. 1985 is when uh, KBOI FM changed call letters and became what is now known as KQFC. Mm. All right, so uh, that that's that's when the uh, I mean uh, I think little that, history lesson here. Yeah, I like there you go. I, radio I, history in Boise. I, I think at that time Paul J. Schneider was 50 years old. Uh, so that's <laughs> I cannot confirm or deny. Don and Schneider. So, um, but he will be here. Paul J. will be here on January 3rd. He listen. Paul J. was here. In 1967, when KBOI flipped to uh, to 50,000 watts, Paul J. Schneider will be here. It only seems right for him to throw the switch. Paul J. was here when we were a 5,000-watt AM. Paul J. was here when radio was black and white. <laughs> so, no doubt. Uh, it, it only seems right for, for us here in the Paul J. Schneider Broadcast Building. Mike, you and I sit in the Paul J. chair mm-hmm. when, we, uh, when we host our shows. Uh, it only seems right for Paul J. Schneider to be here on Monday, January 3rd, if he's not... Uh, is there 
golfing or something. Is there a specific time that that's going to happen? An eight exact time? a.m. Eight a, at eight a.m. You eight start to be able to listen to a.m. Yes, FM. sir. All right. Yep. There you go. There's the big announcement. Everybody, please share it with all your friends. It's going to be happening January 3rd, mm-hmm. 8 a.m. News Talk KBOI becomes 670 KBOI and 93.1 FM KBOI. Set the preset right now. Drive home live and local with Nate Shellman this afternoon at 3. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. All right, Casper and Chris, damn near impossible question. Brought to you by Berkshire Hathaway Home Services, Silverhawk Realty, Santana concert tickets up for grabs today. Kevin is going to get the first crack at it. Kevin Sled Dogs that participate in the Iditarod race and other sled dog races often wear mascara. Why is that, Kevin? It's to help protect their eyes from the glare from the snow. That is exactly correct. Help cut down the glare of the sun. According to mushers, they'll often use simple waterproof mascara like Maybelline on especially light-colored dogs, applying the makeup to the fur around the eyes, though, not the actual eyelashes. Congratulations. Kevin, you've got a pair of tickets to go see Santana. Are you going to use them yourself, or is this a uh, Christmas gift? No, I think I'm going to use them myself. I haven't seen Santana since the Supernatural concert, like back in the 90s, so I'm really excited to go. Well, I'm glad you're excited, and congratulations. Hang on the line. We'll get some info from you. Don't worry. We have more tickets to give away tomorrow morning here on Newstalk KBOI. Also, still on the way before 10 o'clock, we've got a pair of tickets to next Tuesday's game going on on the blue. It's the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, Kent State, taking on Wyoming. You want to win those tickets? Stick around. We'll have a chance to win those here before 10 o'clock. we got news coming up next at the bottom of the hour. And when we come back, an update on the story we did uh, here, an interview with Jeremy Morris, who had put up a whole bunch of Christmas lights, and neighbors didn't like it in the neighborhood he lived in, Coeur d'Alene. Uh, they sued. He countersued. There's court case. Uh, he's no longer allowed to put up Christmas lights on, on his own property. Believe it or not, we're going to get an update on that story. He has a new movie uh, about this fight. Just came out on uh, Apple TV called "The Fight Before Christmas." We'll talk about that, and we'll talk with Jeremy on the way next. Your Google Play. Simply say, "Hey Google, play 670 KBOI." Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 839, he's Rick Worthington. I'm Mike Casper. Chris Walton is out this week. Jeremy Morris is uh, waiting here on the line to talk with us. We talked with Jeremy a couple years ago. He's from Coeur d'Alene, lives in a subdivision up there, and uh, he's kind of Mr. Christmas. He loves Christmas. He loves celebrating Christmas. He loves Christmas lights. And had a huge display at his house. Neighbors, uh, though, he got into a fight with because they don't like his Christmas lights over the top. They've had a, a big, huge fight, uh, huge fight uh, in and out of court over the last few years. Uh, movie about this fight called "Twas the Fight Before Christmas" just came out on Apple TV. Uh, let's take a listen just real quickly before we talk with Jeremy. A little bit of the uh, preview of the trailer for that movie. I am the only American, probably the only person in the world, who has been banned by a federal court from decorating for Christmas.
And with that, let's bring in Jeremy Morris. Uh, he's kind of the uh, one of the stars of the fight before Christmas on Apple TV. And Jeremy, uh, thanks for being with us uh, once again. A couple years since we've talked to you last. And since then, you've had the court case. You won the court case. The judge, after that, threw out the jury trial's decision, correct? Yeah, that's right. And it's important for people to know this was not on appeal. This would be the equivalent of Judge Ito in the O.J. Simpson case that after the jury said uh, not guilty that the judge just said, "Mm, no, we're just going to flip that. So even the judge admitted that in 32 years on the bench, he had never done this. So this was a pretty profound and uh, absolutely shocking uh, decision to basically strip me of a jury decision. That's crazy. On what grounds? Well, you know, that some of the things that he writes in his opinion is that I, I, surrept, I surreptitiously recorded people. And I joke around and say, you know, yeah, I floss my teeth also and use crosswalks. Another way to say that is I legally obtained evidence, recordings of people uh, admitting uh, that they uh, discriminated against me. Literally, yes, we discriminated against you. Yes, we told the other board members that we discriminated against you. So I had all the tapes. So what uh, was, you the bef- film, before you go on went, any further, what was the discrimination? How were they discriminating uh, against you? I mean, you just wanted to put up Christmas lights. Where's the discrimination? Well, before I even move into the house, we'd already done this Christmas show at a different place, and it just became my ministry. I mean, we were handing out candy canes with Christian messages. We contacted the president of the HOA before we moved in, not for permission, didn't need permission. There was no rule. Obviously, I'm a lawyer. At other lawyers look over the CCNRs, the covenants restrictions of the community. There was nothing that would prevent it. But I wanted to be cordial, just kind, reach out, let them know, hey, we're going to be moving in. Would love to, you know, have you participate as well. And what we received in return was a certified letter a few days later that said, and I will quote, we are finally we're hesitant to bring up the fact that some of our residents are self-avowed atheists slash non-Christians. And we don't even want to think of the problems that that would bring up. Now, being a lawyer, I know very well that the Fair Housing Act protects seven categories equally. Uh, it doesn't say one category more than the other. It's, it's They're all equal. And so based on that letter, um, this would be akin, this would be the same thing as saying, you know, uh, someone that wants to have an MLK event on Martin Luther King Day is a you know black American. And someone writes a letter, you know, hey, we're hesitant to bring up the fact that some of our residents are white. Now, everybody knows that would be completely illegal, and the jury understood that too. And, Mike, that's why we, we won a unanimous jury verdict, not once but four different times. So we had a completely unanimous jury verdict, and, um, and then, of course, we went to appeal, uh, uh, you know, not for some new, totally different decision. We just want to reinstate the jury verdict. We've been waiting now for about four years, uh, still waiting on the Ninth Circuit, not uh, going to be uh, – we're, we're pretty – Pretty confident that the Ninth Circuit will go against us just because the three-judge panel, uh, because of who's on that panel. And so we're prepared to go to the United States Supreme Court to reinstate uh, that jury verdict. And unfortunately, um, at this point, I don't even have attorneys. I had free representation, but uh, it really took me going after the federal judge and filing misconduct against the federal judge because he tried to rig the jury. He tried to flip, flip. He did flip the verdict. Um, and he said, yeah, I never did that in 32 years. So he, uh, he put someone on the jury that said she was prejudiced. Um, I had a unanimous jury verdict. So how did, I, how did I win that? Well, because I used my strikes to remove a woman who openly used the word prejudice. 
in court. The judge wanted that person on there because basically, Mike, let's just face it, the Fair Housing Act, you can't let the Fair Housing Act. Maybe we could back up here just a little bit because there's a lot of legalese here that I, I try to look this from a bird's eye view because on one hand, I really like Christmas lights. On the other hand, I'm a homeowner. What kinds of things did you do to try and appease your neighbors so that they could maybe get on board and enjoy some of this as opposed to being against it? Well, the the first thing that you need to know is the show was only for two hours, from 6 until 8, and it was for five nights. We only had the lights on for those two hours for the whole year, uh, for two hours for five nights. So that means 10 hours a year that there are even lights on. You know, of course, we have a camel, we have a choir, we have all these amazing things, you know, but we're only having this on for two hours for five nights, but it's a public road. We could have had everybody public park on that public road. And, you know, we, we hired buses, we hired traffic control just to make sure that nobody slowed down. And we brought people on in from a nearby park, um, you know, and, and meanwhile, you have neighbors complaining, oh, it's really about traffic, really about traffic, you know, but we had videotapes we showed the jury where, you know, they had a fireworks show until midnight every year and we filmed it we filmed it every of course i was out there filming and that was shown to the jury and they closed the road you know not from six until eight but until midnight so you know th- those are what we call them under the law pretext these are pretextual i call them fake fake reasons to cover up for your big you know boo-boo your big boo-boo meaning you know we sent you a letter uh the letter showed that they they had atheists uh that lived in the subdivision that didn't want it and then I, you know, tape recorded these people. So this turns into a religious fight for you more than anything else. This is not about homeowners wanting to have, you know, less traffic in there. You, you feel this is a, a, a religious event. Well, yeah, a religious fight it's not about, is a better way to put it. It's, it's not about, I don't, I wouldn't say that, Mike. I would say it's, it's, it's not a, it's, it's certainly religious. It's certainly a, an issue of faith and your, your religious freedom. But it's also about property rights. And I would also say that this has now become uh, about the right to a jury. So we're now into like, I mean, there are really like no other things that rank in terms of what the founding fathers would say are up there in terms of what's important. What, the right to a trial by jury? Kind of a big deal. The right to religious freedom and the right to, uh, to, to property. Man, right. this ticks them all. Yeah. Jeremiah, hold so, on. Yeah, hold on just a second. We have to get a, a final check here on traffic. Can you hold on for just a few more minutes? Sure. Yeah. I have just a couple more questions I want to ask. Jeremiah, uh, Jeremiah, Jeremiah, Jeremy Morris, once again, Coeur d'Alene, um, the subject of really a movie on Mike. Apple TV uh, called the, Twas the Fight Before Christmas. Uh, coming up, we've got a few more questions to uh, get to. First, though, this final check on traffic. The Great One, Mark Levin, tonight at 7. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Talking with uh, Jeremy Morris, subject to that uh, film, that's just a little bit more of the uh, trailer for the mil- uh, film Twas the Fight Before Christmas on uh, Apple TV. Uh, Jeremy, a couple of questions here. Number one, 
is what did the judge say when he overturned the jury verdict? I mean, this just, just seems crazy to me. I mean, why would you even have a jury trial then if the judge can just make their own decisions? Well, right. Now, a lot of people that haven't been to law school maybe don't understand that a judge in a jury trial, not a bench trial, but a jury trial, really, he, he's what's called the finder of law. That's, that's his only job. In fact, he's really not allowed to do anything else. Uh, the jury is tasked exclusively with authority that the judge literally does not have, and that's called the finder of fact. So what you have here is a judge, in his opinion, just one by one by one, going through explaining why, well, I don't think this, and, and I, I don't trust this evidence. And even though, even though the evidence is overwhelming, in fact, I would find it uh, an attorney hard-pressed to find a case with more evidence. In fact, my crime that I think the judge had so much trouble with is that I dared to actually tape record people legally. I was going to say, that's, that's uh, legal in Idaho, right? It is, it is. And you know, before I know our time is short, I just want to say I'm going to break some news here on your show if I can uh, today. Uh, I am uh, going to confirm with you that I am working now uh, with several state legislators. We are looking at in this session in Idaho, uh, we will be putting forward legislation uh, that will, um, well, let's just say it's going to help curtail some of the abuses that homeowners associations have been, uh, you know, basically pushing upon the good residents of the state of Idaho. 80%, 80% of people in the state of Idaho, this is the state of mountains and rivers and uh, the, the wild, 80% live in an HOA. Uh, not much freedom when 80% of the contracts that you sign on the house uh, basically a boilerplate language that's the same from one subdivision to another, to another, to another. And the true irony in my case is I was never even violating any rules. The only people, and if you watch the film, you can clearly see this as I document the number of, of, of uh, violations. The only people really violating the rules were the people claiming that I was violating rules uh, that didn't exist. And so it, it just, it, it becomes clear to me that we need a solution in this state and, and other states. And I'll be taking this right. uh, uh, legislation to, to other states. Jeremy? I'd ask everybody to go to my YouTube channel if I can. The Christmas Lawyer, if you have had an HOA abuse you, I, no cost. I will not profit a dime. Go to my YouTube channel. Make a comment under one of the videos. I, uh, I have videos that I'm putting up. Just, just, just started this channel. Uh, in lieu of the film that just dropped, The Christmas Lawyer. And if, if an HOA is coming after you, I will get your back. All right. Jeremiah, uh, Jeremy Morris. Good information, man. Thank you thank very you. much. Just one quick question before we let you go. Are you prepared yeah. to take the time and the money to take this all the way to the Supreme Court if you have to? Well, yeah, I've been in this seven years, so I say why not? All Let's right. Go. All right. Thank you very much. The movie is called Twas the Fight Before Christmas. Once again, it is on Apple TV. If you want to check it out, I did watch it last weekend. Uh, very interesting uh, movie. Once again, thank you again, Jeremy Morris. Keep us updated as to what goes on with your case. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. What about you? Do you have problems with your HOA? Do you have horror stories? Go ahead and share them with us. Be a part of the show at 336-3700 or toll-free 1-800-529-KBO. Now, back to Casper and Chris on News Talk KBOI. 
907. Phone lines are open at 208-336-3700. Pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. 1-800-529-5264. That's toll free. You can also email Mike at KBY.com. You can uh, send us a text message. Same as our main number. Chris Walton on vacation this week. Rick Worthington filling in, and Rick Worthington is in with some breaking news. Yeah, we have some big information that just dropped from the city of Boise. Uh, They say that on January 3rd of this upcoming year, 2022, the city of Boise will require all newly hired employees to be fully vaccinated from COVID-19. It means they have received two doses of the Pfizer or Moderna or one dose of the Johnson & Johnson two weeks before their start date. Boise Mayor Lauren McLean says this will be a requirement for all employee classifications, including temporary and contract employees. However, the new vaccine requirement will not impact current employees. So if you're already employee, they can't or won't force that on you. But the city says they continue to recommend all employees get vaccinated. But if you are a new hire... You have to be vaccinated two weeks prior to your going to work. Two weeks before your start date, you have to have been fully vaccinated. Interesting. So if you want to work for the city of Boise, whether it's part-time, full-time. Starting January 3rd. January, what a coincidence. You know what else starts January 3rd, Rick? The what? We start broadcasting on 93.1 FM. Oh, I don't know that there's any uh, coincidence, but uh, certainly, you know. Worth noting, I guess. Why okay. did you bring that up? I didn't have anything to do with it. At January 3rd. They both happen on January 3rd. Yes, they do. 8 a.m., by the way. And I just wanted to bring up, in case people missed an hour ago, we made that announcement. So the big announcement that we had, in case you missed it, was 670 KBY AM, 50,000-watt blowtorch, will begin simulcasting with ninety on 93.1 FM, beginning 8 a.m., January 8th. And there apparently is some, some confusion um, Barbara writes in, totally confused with the new announcement. Where will the regular programs be? Shapiro, Bongino, the morning show? Uh, which channel is that going to be on? I got Nate's show will be on the new channel. Then what will KBOI do when Nate's on the other channel? Okay, I hope I'm not the only one that's confused here. Um, will you guys all be doing the same show? Are you doing something different as Captain Mike? Hopefully between now and January, Nate could make this clear. It, it's clear. Nothing changes. Nothing changes. Everything will be signed. You'll hear... You'll hear it like if this show or if this was January 3rd, Rick and I would be on 670 KBOI and 93.1. It's called a simulcast, so you'll be able to hear it on AM and FM. There will be the opportunities to split the programming during certain circumstances. For instance, if we wanted to run the women's basketball game, we would run it here on 670 KBOI, and if we were going to run regular programming we would do that on our fm station yeah as i understand it as nate shellman walks in the station to you know let me have it and tell us what the real story is no that was hi there that was it i got yeah. that you got that right Yay! Hey, it's, about, it's about time you got something right also um <laughs> we uh mr mr uh mr captain my mr captain my ca- <laughs> captain my captain my ca- mm, <laughs> i don't know about that uh, hey listen you want the office go ahead uh, kangaroo. No, no, God, we, are, no. we already have your chair we already have your captain's chair that oh, you good. ordered yes. ready yeah, we have uh, some Captain's Morgan for the Captain's Tushy. <laughs> I mean, I'll raise my uh, hand. Yes, uh, I, yeah, nobody, nobody, uh, nobody disagrees with that. Uh, by the way, we have acquired some of the old imaging. Have you really? Oh my God, 
from Magic 93.1 days? Mm-hmm. Oh, Imaging. yuck. Pictures. The Magic Tookie Pictures. Bird? Pictures. You have the Magic Tookie Was Bird? Was it Frosty back then, too? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I had We two- might... You know what? You know the. I mean, you know a guy who was the Tukey Bird. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. He's yeah. kind of famous. Kind of big. Kind, what? kind of famous. Kind of big. So the yeah. what? Oh oh. He doesn't know the Tukey Bird. We had we had I have a. No uh, idea what we're talking about. We had a uh, mascot. It was the Magic Tukey Bird. Tukey Tukey. Somebody wore that uh, Tukey Bird costume at one time. Who is now what is known bird, over the world? Mascot. I mean, it's a bird. Yeah, yeah, it's a toucan bird. A guy that wore it's a toucan bird. A guy that wore the costume later went on. To help his uh, help his science teacher make meth in an RV. <laughs> yeah, I thought the word was going to be later went on to uh, uh, later went on to acquire a. Tor- uh, it was a Torino, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. No, 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 it wasn't a Torino. No, that was a different movie. Um, Camino. It was an El Camino. El Camino. El Camino. That's, that's right. Mm-hmm. El Camino. Yeah. Aaron Paul. A Tukey bird. Yeah. <laughs> Little, little known fact. So and by the way, just hey, Rick, whenever you ask the question, is did, did he have you know hair like he does now? I have had beautiful hair my entire life. There at no time it wasn't stitched in like it is the now. Thing, it's the thing I'm most right. proud of. So even back then, I had I had wonderful hair that you would lo- wanted to rub, rub your fingers. You so gotta give us he, another plug on that. Yeah. Oh, plug! Wow, good one. Huh. Um. So again, the basketball <laughs> the basketball games will be on six seventy. Men and women's basketball games will be on 670. All right. Everything else is going to be on 670 and 93.1. Football games will be simulcast over yes. both radio stations. Yes. Sure. Yes. Football takes over everything. You take the day off because we've heard you talk sports. So, <laughs> yeah. Can we work Russell Wilson into Bronco talk today? Sure. Hey, oh. you, you do realize we, you know, we also have the uh, Seahawks here on 670 KBY, right? Mm-hmm. I realize that. And they yeah. will stay on 670. Regular programming will be on 93.1. Okay. Yeah. So hopefully that clears it up for Barbara. Yes. She was a little confused. She thought you were going to just be on that station. No. We weren't. No. Everything stays the same. No, everything stays the same. The logo changes just a little bit. Mm -hmm. That's that's about it, right? Yes. That's it. There you go. And it all begins January 3rd. 8 a.m. Right. When, is there going to be a big, huge switch that gets flipped? We right might that make time? a big switch, and Paul J. will flip it. That would be very cool. It's, Paul it J. it, it only seems back. right. It only you, seems right. Have you checked to make sure he's not in Arizona golfing during that time? It's January, and there's no spring training, so he's not going to be here in Arizona yet. We mentioned there's no spring training? Yeah. Mm, good. Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't. I don't have a trip planned thanks, for Arizona. Thanks for, for harshing I'm not going my to Arizona this year. Gosh. Thanks for harshing What else is there to do again. in Arizona besides go to spring training? Well, there's, there's February, March? A little, Where was that? March, yeah. yeah. There's a little golf. There's some casinos. There's There's still some stuff to do. Good, so you can suck in two different locations? <laughs> <laughs> don't you have something to do? Don't, don't you have some place to be this morning? Wow. Man, I'm going to come into your radio show. Ooh, hello. Time. I'm awake now. <laughs> 208-336-3700. Uh, if you want to weigh in on the breaking news that if you uh, are going to plan on applying for a job with the city of Boise, Feel free to give us a call. Uh, homeowners, I, this this story is just still surprising me. How a jury trial can be overturned by the judge? Um, if you want to give your homeowners horror stories, share your stories with us this morning. You can do that. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pound six seventy on your Verizon wireless. Uh, we also talked about this morning. Sixty nine percent of Republicans in a recent poll said that they would love. Love to have Donald Trump run in the uh, upcoming 2024 election. 
Are you in favor of that, or do you have a better candidate? Go ahead and share. Um, James writes in, uh, Trump did a better job than Biden as president, but considering his inability to accept a fair defeat as determined by over 50 court cases and then encourage his followers to overturn results on the January 6th debacle, I believe he is unelectable. However, keep in mind that several Republican states turned over control to uh, vote certification to Trumpster politicians rather than election officials. With that, he might have a shot by having his party make the final call, say, in Georgia and Arizona. Okie dokie. That's a good point. Uh, Fran and McCall writes in, I would not vote for the judge in uh, North Idaho. I'll vote Republican. Whoever Idaho chooses, not sure who I'd like to see as president, uh, who has staying power and one who could last long enough to stop the back and forth Republican-Democrat fights. That has this country in a tizzy since the turn of the millennium. To be nice, to see, It would be nice to see a Republican whose policies would not be automatically overturned by a Democrat. Seems that it's all that happens nowadays. Each next president spends time undoing what the last president did. Yeah, it seems like that, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, she's not wrong. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon wireless. We'll take a break. You can also email Mike at KBOI.com or send us a text message, same as our main number. Tonight at 10, it's Michael Knowles. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. Chris Walton has the week off. He will be back on Monday. Rick Worthington will go to his regular slot in the uh, newsroom back on uh, Monday of next week. For a little while. Christmas is a week away. I know. i got to fill in for you after Christmas. How crazy is that? It's only a week. Have you started your Christmas shopping yet? Yeah, I'm pretty much done with Christmas shopping. I hate you. You haven't started yet? Barely. See, here's the problem. I I have done most of my shopping online this year, and I shopped early because I wanted to make sure that it would all get here before Christmas. I did I did some in-person shopping as well, but not as much. You got to get out there, Mike. Yeah. By the way, if you have not sent your Christmas gifts, if they're going someplace, if you didn't FedEx them or sent them UPS by yesterday, um, you can no longer guarantee them by Christmas. Yeah. Yesterday was that drop dead day. They may still get there, but they can't guarantee that they'll right. get there uh, by Christmas. So um, some of the gifts we don't have to get right away because we're probably going to be driving up through North Idaho and eastern washington to drop off gifts to our grandkids and yeah parents and stuff like that but yeah we we my wife's been on the road so much that we just haven't had time to do some shopping yet mike we had john call in with a question in regards to the boise city vaccine mandate asking if that's something the governor could overturn you want to take a crack at that why would you want him to overturn why why do i want the governor to enter into city politics it's not his job. Could he, though? Uh, any Anybody can do anything, I guess, that they want. The problem is, is it legal? Would it end up going to court? Therein lies the, a lot the real of trick there. Fighting in court cases. Because it's the legislature's job to introduce law, right? Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's the legislature's yeah. job. It's just the governor's job to approve or veto such legislation. So could he, by executive order say there will be no vaccine mandates in the state of idaho i honestly don't know if that's constitutional or not if you could do that well here's, but it, it does go against the principle that most conservatives have which is more government is bad government don't have the governor 
step into city business. That's just adding more government. You don't need that. And the other thing that people seem to forget is that the governor, he's been on our show many times, and he has reiterated over and over, he is against government mandates. He is against the government saying, hey, you have to do this or you can't do this. And the problem is people don't like you know, the mandates of a city saying, hey, you have to wear masks in the city, or in this instance, the city saying you have to be vaccinated to work for our city. Problem is, if the the governor then says, hey, I'm not going to allow this to happen, you have just now mandated something to not happen. Right. So if you're against mandates, you can't be uh, for mandates just because you like them as opposed to you don't like. In this particular case. Yeah, it's like you're either for it or you're against it is very much of uh, what we expect from Ronald Reagan Republicans, which is less government is better and local government is better. So, again, I realize that the city of Boise is a much more uh, dominated by Democrats than Republicans, especially where the governor, or I'm sorry, the mayor is concerned. But, uh, yeah, that's still the, the principle is that local government works better than otherwise. Yeah. Um, Christy writes in, uh, hope I answered your question, John, uh, Christy writes in, okay, let me tell you this. I did watch the documentary it was the fight before Christmas that she's talking about mm-hmm. in its entire. Here's what I think this had nothing to do with religion. It was a poorly written letter from the homeowners association. And Mr. Morris was grabbing at straws when he claimed that the whole deal was anti-Christian. I do think that they were trying to, uh, what they were trying to do with decorating his house and doing a community event and donating to charity is awesome. However, I think anytime we move into a neighborhood where we have neighbors in close proximity, we have to be respectful of our neighbors. I don't think the neighbors didn't like Christmas or don't like lights. They just didn't want tour buses and thousands of people in their cul-de-sac for several days in a row. I totally get that. Yeah, I would agree with that as well. I think- Could this have been a better church event? if he was going to introduce some religious items into it. I mean, if he was going to have the choir sing and buses coming in, wouldn't that be a really good thing to have at the church as opposed to in somebody's yard? If he owned a church or had a church, I guess. Well, he's definitely part of a, a, a church group. He's definitely part of a congregation. Look, I love Christmas lights and I, really enjoy going out and looking at them. But one of the reasons I really like the Sensi display, for instance, Mm -hmm. is that, yeah, we can park, we can go in and check it out and then take off. And there is a little bit of traffic getting in there sometimes, but it's in a business. Well, you and I've talked about this. In a business area as opposed to a residential area. Yeah. It would be a lot harder. You and I have both been to homes that have had huge you know, Christmas displays mm-hmm. and we've wanted to look at it just like everybody else. And yeah, it's, it's fairly busy. The thing in watching the movie where that where the homeowners association screwed up is they said, and I totally agree with Christy when they said, Hey, we have non-Christians who live in this neighborhood who wouldn't like your lights. As soon as they said that, yeah. that made it religious Yeah, because that shouldn't matter. Now, if you, and here's the other part that I had a problem with, there were no rules in the CCNRs or the Homeowners Association rules that said you can't have Christmas lights, you can't have a display, you can't allow people onto the street. Now, if they had had those rules ahead of time, I'd totally agree with the home, the neighbors. And get, look, I get it. You need to respect your neighbors, try to get along with your neighbors. And I, I think in this particular instance, 
There's blame to go on both sides. Have you had a problem with an HOA before, Mike? Oh, yeah. Have you? Have you Have you, have you had HOAs before? I'm in an HOA right now. Um, I have not... I have not been in an HOA up until the home that I'm in right now. We painted our home. Mm-hmm. I had to introduce the colors and show our HOA what color we were going to paint our house, and they had to approve yeah, before most, I did it. Most do that, yeah. I wasn't very excited about it because I don't like somebody that's not <laughs> telling you what an owner of the home <laughs> tell me what I can paint my house or not. But in this case, I understand it's about beautifying the neighborhood. And mm-hmm. Okay, I did that. When we put our back patio in, we covered our patio, I had to have that approved from the HOA as well. And then I had to go to the city and have them approve it and then pay a licensing fee in order to do it. There's a lot of steps that you have to, a lot of hoops to jump through Everybody in order to do things. Everybody wants their cut of money. Right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. They all want their cut. I've, it didn't cost me anything for the HOA, by see, the way. Now, for, they it, just had to approve it. In our neighborhood, it does. Now, we before we moved, we completely redid there everything. There was a city fee. Um, there was a city fee to do. We redid our roof. We painted our house. And for each of those, we had to give $250. And once the inspection and everything was cleaned up, you got 200 of that back. Really? They kept $50. And I'm like, why are you keeping it? Administration fees. It's like, yeah, you have people hired to get. Yeah. It, it, this is just additional way to make even more funds. Um, but yeah, I've gotten a couple of nasty letters um, that I totally did not agree with. One of them, I had dandelions growing in my yard that were, you know, blooming. You had a nasty looking yard. Uh, no, it wasn't even nasty. It's like dandy. I had a few dandelions and they said, you've got to spray your dandelions right now. You have a week to get this taken care of or, you know, we're going to start finding you. And I'm like, what? Seriously? Yeah. For dandelions? Yeah. But the thing that makes HOA so strong is that when you buy your home and you're part of the HOA, they can put a lien on your house. Yeah. Now, if you don't pay your fines or if you don't yes. follow their rules, you can And they will, as yeah. I've yeah. seen happen before. Yeah. Not to me personally, but... Go man. ahead. Share your stories. If you had an HOA horror story, you can share your story. Too I've got late. a story that I could tell. A friend of mine had a battle with an HOA. I won't tell who it is, but I, right. I'll share his story. 208-336-3700, pound 670 on your Verizon Wireless. Broadcasting from the Empire Title Studios, we are News Talk KBOI. Two zero eight three three six thirty seven hundred pounds six seventy on your Verizon Wireless. H O O A horror stories. If you have those, you can share with us today. That's after the uh, fight that we talked about. It's been going on. Jeremy Morris, North Idaho, Coeur d'Alene. Um, Having a fight with his HOA about Christmas lights. He's not, he is not allowed to put up Chris, any Christmas lights whatsoever on his house. None? Not one Christmas light by court order. And this fight, I didn't realize, we talked to him two years ago. This fight's been going on for like six years. Mm. Sorry, I just stuffed a pastry in my face <laughs> as fast as I could from Granny season. See Still if, drooling here a little bit. See if you guys can... Uh, I, I, I don't know what this guy's talking about. It says, Mike... Have any of you worked a full month without taking a day off other than the weekend that you already have off? You should keep that in mind next time you want to whine about others not working a job that requires actual work and being there every day. When did you ever do that? Yeah, dude, I don't know who you are You, unless your name is Mike and, and you were just emailing this to me, but I don't know what the hell you are talking about. I don't either. Um, I, I did say something about, about having to fill in for you, not next week, but the week after Christmas. 
Because you're a slacker. I mean, we know that you're a slacker. The other thing you I don't remember you whining about that. Possibly is that I grew up working on a farm where we worked not just a month nonstop. We worked every day for months and months on end nonstop because cattle still need to be fed. Cows still need to be milked. Pigs still need to be fed. So it's a seven day a week, 31 day a month if there's 31 days. I worked a, a real job for a while, not related to radio. I worked at a gold mine in Elko, Nevada, and I swore to God I would never do anything <laughs> that hard again in my whole life. Yes, I don't, Mike, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. I don't know if you're listening Sorry, to a different station. Sorry, Mike, but, don't know yeah. what you mean. Um, another uh, text message in uh, this one is uh, from Fed Up. It says, I have no idea why Homeowners Association are even allowed to exist. They are, I can't say that word. Uh-oh. I can't say. Um, yeah, there are a lot of people that agree with you. Uh, I didn't realize, and, and this was something that when we talked to uh, Jeremy, he said earlier this morning that, what was it, 60% of the whole population of the state of Idaho lives within a homeowner's association? Yeah, yeah. Lots of homeowner's associations out there. I have a, I have a horror story about a, a homeowner's association. A friend of mine, our kids are friendly, our wives are friendly, and this gentleman and I uh, have been pretty close over the last several years. He recently moved, and I think it had everything to do with his homeowners association. You see, they sent him a notice that said, hey, you need to paint your house, your your home. It's uh, the condition of the paint on the mm-hmm. home is in shabby condition, right. and so it's time for you to paint your home. And which isn't uncommon. I've had that in in my neighborhood as well. I've had to paint my home. The problem is, though, he just went ahead and painted it. He didn't, didn't get submit to what color. He didn't submit the colors and get authorization first from the home, homeowners association. Now there are a couple of things you need to know about this. Just to understand. Number one, the president of the homeowners association lived four houses down. All right. In the neighborhood, mm-hmm. right? Thing number two, he painted the house the exact same colors. He didn't change anything. Yeah, I he just repainted the house exactly as it was. So when they started sending him notices that uh, he was in violation, he's like, what the hell are you talking about? I had the house painted. Yes, but you didn't get it approved first. So they started to fine him for it. He's like, you can't fine me. For painting the house after you told me to do so exactly the same as it was before. Nevertheless, they did. We got we got in trouble at our house when we first moved in twenty years ago for the same exact thing because it needed repainting. We just repainted it the exact same color, and this was before we looked through our homeowner. Right. And we got in trouble, and it's like all we did was paint it the exact same color that it was painted before. You've same, had this happen, thing. yeah. We didn't get fined for it. They just said, all right, we'll overlook it this time since you're new. But just know, I go, even if we paint it the exact same color, yeah, you have to get it approved. You know why? Because I have to pay $50 every time I want something changed. Right. They get that extra money. Well, they got plenty of extra money from him, apparently, um, it, my friend. And he was just so fed up that he's like, look, I'm moving to another neighborhood, and I don't want an HOA attached to it. And I think that's how that turned out. HOAs are good for some things, and they're bad for others. I mean, if you want to paint your house pink and you're in an HOA, there's a good chance they're going to say no and you can't do it. Well, and, If and, you want it to be bright pink, there's a good chance they'll say no. And the reason for that is, and for, you know, 
there's a good reason you don't want to have your property value go down because you have a bright that's exactly house right. right next it's all you. about keeping everybody's housing prices going up and not going the other way because of something your knucklehead neighbor does but i mean the way that some just go overboard with their rules and enforcement sometimes is just ridiculous another time another campaign story signs. we had we can't have yeah. campaign signs in front of our house here's here's one a ridiculous one that we got threatened with a, a fine for in our neighborhood and our previous homeowners association you're supposed to keep your garbage bins either in your garage or behind a wall and we had our yeah. garbage bin behind our garage and you you couldn't see it from the street i didn't think so um the person who was in charge of the hoa sent us a letter saying you have to put your garage bins inside the garage which we don't like to do in the summertime because it's it kind of stinky yeah and they said well you can't see it from the street and he goes well when you come around the corner if you look under the tree you can see your i go so you're complaining about coming around a corner looking underneath a tree then you can see my garbage that's yeah that's the reason you're making me move it even though it's behind something right now being hidden yeah it was just ridiculous and the, uh, you know i still maintain that some of these people have nothing better to do but you know well, I, I think you're right. Again, their HOA. I, I first let me say that the people that I've worked with through my particular HOA are really nice people, and I've never had a problem with them. And I've been in their office three or four times for different things, and get along with them really well. And when I did have a particular problem, I spoke to them at the office about it, and we worked it out. And there was no problem. There were no fines. Everything's good. Everything works better when you communicate well, right? Yeah. So we went and communicated with them, and we worked it out. But, yeah, I understand. I think you're right. I think some HOAs are they're about, hey, how can we bring in more fines in order to continue to, you know, put more money fund our, our, our HOA for yeah. things. Uh, Idaho Boy writes in, uh, on the Boise meeting for hiring rule, what can we do to hire more people during a time when finding people to work is harder to do? I know. Let's add a vaccine requirement. They must be geniuses. I'd like to add the purpose of government in the U.S. is to protect and uphold the individual liberty of its citizens. Laws that do that are not big government, but the government doing what it is supposed to be doing. Unfortunately, we see more corporat- uh, corporatocracy leanings here in Idaho. Corporatocracy? Have- corporatocracy. Ah. Uh, it doesn't make any more sense than what I how I said it, but probably sounds better. Um, I understand another, the point. And he makes point. Yeah, another uh, text message. Uh, when will you stop pretending you're in favor of small government and conservative values when you're not? If I'm against mandates and my governor or mayor declare a mandate that violates my freedoms, I'm not denying my conservative values by requesting a mandate that would protect my freedoms or limit the tyrannical government that would take my freedoms away. I am being consistent, unlike you guys with your jumbled logic. All right? And you have no name here. Exactly. Well, thanks, no name. <laughs> you have uh, exactly what freedom are you talking about that was taken away by the government? What specific freedom did you have taken away by the city of Boise with this new rule? By that- the way, if you don't understand <clears throat> what's going on, I'll reiterate the breaking news that we had for you at 9 o'clock, which is that... After the new year, on January 3rd of 2022, the city of Boise is requiring all newly hired employees to be fully vaccinated from COVID-19. It means you have to have received those two doses of the Pfizer or Moderna or one dose of the Johnson & Johnson two weeks before your start date. 
That was just released this morning. Um, but it does not include current employees. So if you are already a city of Boise employee, the vaccine requirement does not affect you, but it is for new hires. There you go. Thanks. So once again, I'm just going to put this out to you. And once again, because this is a, an email, you know, you're not able to answer if you were as if you were on the phone. You know, what specific liberty did you lose by the government saying, the city of Boise saying that you have to be vaccinated if you want to apply for a job there? The uh, argument there is that they're being tyrannical. But he said he lost he lost, you know, freedoms. You lost, lost personal liberty. If you're losing personal liberty, nobody is forcing you to work for the city government. Nobody is saying you can't work for the city government. Nobody is going to fine you if you don't get vaccinated. I, I'm always just, you know, surprised when people you use the logic of you're, I'm losing my freedoms because of this. And then, and then I say, what freedom are you losing? And they, they can't answer me the freedom that they're losing. So when you use that argument, it's just shocking to me that that argument gets brought out. I'm losing freedoms because an employer requires that I do something. You get required by employers to do something all the time. All the time. You have employers that require you to have a bachelor's or a master's degree to work there. Or a driver's license. Does that take, or a driver's license. Does that take away, are your liberties being tyrannical? infringed upon? Yeah. I, it's, it's just a requirement of the job. That argument makes no sense. KBY News Time, 947. One more segment on the way. Uh, you still have a chance to get through 208 336 3700. Remember, if you missed any part of Casper and Chris this morning, check out their podcast on the KBOI app or on KBOI.com. Now back to Mike Casper and Chris Walton. This is Casper and Chris, live and local on News Talk KBOI. 951. Dave writes in uh, Mike at KBOI.com. I think these people are trying to say that. With what City of Boise is doing, the announcement that we had told you breaking that uh, City of Boise requires employees, new employees, not current employees, new new employees that are going to be hired to be vaccinated. He says, I think what people are trying to say, it's another step towards losing our freedom by being forced to do something we don't want to. And they are correct. Maybe this will help you understand. No, I still don't understand it. You're forced to do stuff you don't want to do all the time in exchange for being employed. If somebody says, hey, you've got to be 21 years old to apply for this job, are you losing your freedoms? If a, if a job says you must have a master's degree to be employed here or to apply here, are you losing your freedoms? No. Now, if, if they had said you must be white to be able to work here, now you're losing your freedoms. That is a protected freedom. That's, uh, it's called discrimination. It's called discrimination. Exactly. You're losing your freedom there. Saying this is one step. To losing your freedoms? No, it's it's not. I may not like it. I don't like it. But that doesn't mean that you're losing your liberty because somebody requires you to get vaccinated. I mean, there are companies that require to have the flu vaccine. This isn't this isn't something that's new. I don't like a city government saying, you know, not here's the thing. I, I think it's against the law for a city government to say a private employer has to have somebody vaccinated. Well, I'll give you a good example. You go online and you find what looks like the perfect job for you. There is one requirement you don't like. You have to live in Alaska. I don't like that's a, that's a 
Rick, you're taking away my freedoms. Well, if you want that job, you have to go live in Alaska. You physically have to relocate to work in that particular place. It might be the perfect job for you, with the exception that you have to live in Alaska to do it. It's not, it's a requirement for the job. It's it's not discrimination. Yeah. It's saying if you want to work this job, you have to live here. Nobody's forcing you to work that job. Now, the city of Boise is saying if you want to work here, you have to be vaccinated. That's what they're saying. I don't like it, but guess what? That means I'm not going to You want to work there. that job. You still have the freedom you not get to get vaccinated, there, right? If you don't want to get vaccinated, then it's not the job for you. It's not the perfect job. Dave Look just, for something else. Dave just wrote back, there's no hope for people and people just like you. Well, Dave, you still haven't answered my question. What freedom did you lose? What is your personal freedom that you're complaining that you lost by the city government saying, hey, you got to be got to be vaccinated if you're going to apply for a job here. I hope he gets out his keyboard and answers that. Uh, Sean Wilder, good morning. We have just about 30 seconds here. Yeah, why do you guys keep just trying to justify getting a chemical put into your body as like having a master's degree or having a driver's license? There's, there's no comparison. To it's a, a prerequisite. Yeah, I, it's a prerequisite. Something in your body, though. No, but we're we're not. You, you still not saying okay, you have to do it. Yeah, you still don't have to do it. Nobody is forcing you to do it. They well, can't do that. It's illegal. No, they have to not keep your job. It, the city of Boise requires new people that want to be employed as a requirement of applying that they be vaccinated. They're not saying you have to be vaccinated if you work there. The people that work there are grandfathered in. They don't have to get vaccinated if they don't want to. This is for new employees starting January 3rd. They're not so, making so you get how, vaccinated. How is, how is there a comparison to having a driver's license compared to getting something put in your body? Ah, <laughs> uh, we're out of time. Yeah. Um, Sounds like a good show for tomorrow, though. Thanks, Thanks for, for calling. The call.